Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Come on, knock on our door. Come on, knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been wanting to tell you all about what we're watching too. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of What Are You Watching? Now, in this episode, guys, we're going to tell you all about what we've been watching, what we've been reading, what we've been playing, but here's the kicker. Nathan is off literally hiking up a mountain, and Jack has been bombarded with some family uh, stuff, and, you know, work has just been busy. It's the tail end of summer. Everyone's getting ready to go back to doing normalcy in some ways, but lucky for you, I am not alone. I have Brad from the Cinema Guys. Hi, Brad. Hello, Drew. Thank you for having <laughs> me in. Brad, you technically are the first unofficial guest on a Real Feels episode. Oh, wow. I, I mean, it's, I feel real special now. I know, right? I mean, it's it's a mini-sode, but it's still kind of the thing. It, it, it Jack, still counts. It still counts. Jack was technically our first guest, but that also kind of rolled into him just like joining the fray. So, you know, getting a little, you know, one of us, one of us. All right. So what you're saying is eventually I'm just going to like morph into this is, is what you're saying now. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to be, you know, the the group from society and we're just going to be coming together. We're, we're going to be like the Borg. Resistance yes. is futile. Resistance is futile. You know what? You'll be a great fit because Nathan, Nathan doesn't watch Star Trek anyways. We'll have another person to talk Star Trek with. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So, guys, we hope that you are having fun with some of our recent episodes. I know everybody has been hooting and hollering about 1984's Top Secret with Val Kilmer. If anybody has Amazon Prime, I got to tell you, go on to Amazon Prime and watch the new Val Kilmer documentary. Brad, have you watched I, the Val I Kilmer documentary? I haven't watched it yet. It's on my watch list. But I've okay, been kind of tied up with some other films right now, but yeah. I'll eventually get to it. A couple of our friends I know that they have watched. I know Jason said that he watched it and he said it was good. I, I, I've emotional. heard it's excellent. I've heard it's really yeah. good. So. And I think it was Julio. Julio even said that thanks to the Val Kilmer documentary, he actually found out what 1984's Top Secret was. So lucky for him, that gave him a little inkling and decided to actually, you know, <laughs> listen to an episode knowing what the movie was about. But this is what are you watching? So with what are you watching? Brad and I are now part of like an interesting little collective in our, uh, you know, kind of podcast movie podcast uh conglomerate we jokingly started this hashtag of 100 days of horror <laughs> we did we did it was just one of those like hey guys there's 100 days of horror in this like group uh you know that we're part of messaging back and forth and we're like how would we do 100 days of horror let's watch 100 horror movies let's let's watch 100 horror movies we got 100 days to halloween this is this is this would be hilarious people are like ha yeah 100 days of horror that's great 
And then so, they just, so, just got like, yeah. got quiet. And it's like, are we, wait a minute, is this happening? Is this actually <laughs> we, happening? We just started doing it. And I know you're, you're much further into it than I am. But, well, I also I also have less of a life than a lot of people. So, <laughs> well, I think um, I think you're front loading because you got work coming. So that's that's true. But I mean, I'm still even with work, it's definitely going to slow down. Uh, but I'm still going to try and at least get, you know, one a day and, uh, you know, make it all the way into, you know, definitely October for Halloween. And I, I think it's kind of nice because I think a lot of us were trying to get down the countdown scavenger hunt as part of the 100 days of horror at least i did at the tail end and now we can definitely get the 100 days of horror leading into hashtag 31 days yeah. of horror so i mean we're just we're just gonna be knocking off now i know we we started this as kind of like a fun little joke like haha let's do this and we just all just started doing it have you eventually started kind of like mapping out being like okay i want to watch these i want to watch these or do you just kind of Hey, you know what? I, I'm going to do this. You know what? I haven't exactly mapped out specifically what I want, but I mean, much like, you know, with browsing either through Tubi or through Plex yes. or any of the other like streaming services, I'm going to find something. and I'm going to be like, OK, all right, let's uh, let's add that to the watch list, which. Yeah, that was another thing of mine. This was supposed to be the uh, the summer of the watch list cleanse, which. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good at uh, whittling it all down now. There's very few movies left. Mainly now it's like TV series or Amazon original, you know, streaming okay. shows where I'm just like, that looked interesting. Homecoming looked great two years ago. That <laughs> maybe we can maybe we can go back to that. Uh, but I think right now, especially for when we started it and how much we've kind of like been into it. I I started something and then I realized like, oh, man, there's more. Yeah. And, and I'll sort of map out that. And that's more specifically like the first thing I'll talk about with what I've been watching recently, where you know full well, but the audience does not know full well. Uh, guys, I went down uh, a proverbial rabbit hole, and we'll get to another rabbit hole later, but I watched all of the sequels to the Anaconda franchise. You did. And then I, <laughs> and then I also watched the... Uh, Lake Placid uh, franchise as well. So, oh, man. So it started off with Anacondas 2, The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. And this was this was one where it was just like, oh, how do the anacondas like how do they live so long? How do they get so big? Because apparently an anaconda keeps growing until it dies. So the whole thing is that there's this flower that blooms only once every seven years. Oh, and okay. and the flowers somehow become part of like their stable, like their diet. And so with it, they live longer. So they grow to a much more monstrous size. Interesting way to kind of put a little uh, backstory into that. Right, right. So they so they start to actually like explain how the anacondas have gotten so big. But now you have technically like a pharmaceutical company that wants to get the blood orchid. Of course. They want to use it. Of course, they want to use it to, you know, prioritize their money. They want to put it out to the public. But more importantly, there's a man. There's a man that wants that blood orchid because you find out in, I'm fairly certain it's number three, he's behind it all. 
He wants the blood orchid because he wants to cure himself of cancer. Not only will it prolong your life, but apparently it'll also get rid of like whatever ailments you have. Okay. So it seems like fair, fair thing why he would want it, of course. Right. Yeah, of course. And it, it's actually played by and I can't remember his name, but it's uh, the guy who played Gimli in Lord of the Rings and, of course, was um, the the assistant in Indiana Jones. I can't think of his yeah, name off the top man, of my head. I just I completely but everybody too, but everyone yes. knows him. Everyone knows him. Uh, so he's in it. He's in it for two films. And they John Reese Davies. That's it. They don't get great. They don't get great. I don't think any of the sequels that I had uh, even went above a two out of five. Did you expect them to? No, I was not expecting them to get better. (laughs) However, and like for some of them, the CGI was just terrible. It was so bad for the snakes. I mean, some of them were like, oh, that's kind of passable. But then like you go to a next movie and you're like. That's awful. Why don't you just throw in a rubber snake? Yeah. Just drop in like a, a cardboard cutout and just put that in front of the in front of the camera. It might be it might have been better. Now, were these I, I, I don't know, like were these direct video releases or were they like the sci fi channel these, releases or these might have been see because they don't say made for TV. They don't say made for TV movie, but it might have been like a sci fi original or a sci-fi like direct to video mm, there. Okay. Um I know that when you have Anaconda 3 Offspring, you have uh the Hoff, David Hasselhoff is uh, one of the main actors. <laughs> so with that, I mean, you know it's just going downhill. <laughs> That's what and you then, get right there. And then like Anaconda uh 4, which was Trail of Blood, you had um Johnny Cage from the original Mortal Kombat film was like the lead. actor. I think he so he was either lead actor. And then uh, for like the Lake Placid films, you had this guy who is in a lot of like lifetime Hallmark kind of movies like every Christmas has a tale Christmas on the mountain. So it's just kind of an interesting (laughs) juxtaposition to where it's like he's in these wholesome, like feel good kind of like movies and then he's in the Lake Placid movies. <laughs> and it everything culminated, guys, to watching 2000s. Oh, what is it? There we go. 2015s. And I can I avoided this movie until I was done with all of the sequels for everything. It all came down to Lake Placid versus Anaconda. And <laughs> now do does that movie link to any of those other two franchises at all? So Yes and no. They do bring up the blood orchid thing. They also bring up the fact that like the snakes have been growing, but they're wanting to get a fertile crocodile and inject though that. I don't know the 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 semen or something into like the anaconda so it can lay eggs and have that offspring. So they wanted like a hybrid. It's, oh man, it, yeah, they wanted a hybrid of it. Okay. And I, yeah, okay. again, yeah, nothing went up, uh, nothing went above a, a two. <laughs> not, again, not that I expected it, but that that was a, a good chunk of like my last uh, like two weeks. It, and as what I, about you? As, I, as I've been doing it, like it's been fun seeing what everyone else has been, been watching to oh, add yeah. to me like, oh, I've never seen that. I'm going to add it to the list or... Like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I don't really remember much of that. Like, 
what is one that uh uh like uh patrick on our group he uh gravy recently he was like oh it's a oh, bad yeah, movie yeah. that i really love and i was like oh i've never heard of this i'm gonna check mm-hmm. it out i wasn't a giant fan of it like but i can see where people could really enjoy it so right. it, it, it's really it's really been fun doing this thing with everybody to to not only find more movies but just like i like i've watched some bad movies <laughs> <laughs> i haven't jumped into like anaconda or anything like that but i did discover oh save your time save your time i i think you can find them on uh between plex and Tubi. uh you'll be able to find uh quite a bit of them and uh maybe oh hulu hulu had a few as well and one bright spot I have found doing this is where I've discovered some modern, some newer Italian splatter films that, you know, one of them, Adam Chaplin, which I, I fell in love with. It's a terrible movie, but it's one of the bloodiest it. things I've ever seen. And I had so much fun watching it. I've like watched it twice. I mean, I bought the DVD or after I saw it and I'm just like, this is just fun. This is the type of like those little diamonds in the rough. Like you, you, you we're going to hopefully find as we do this. Now you say the bloodiest thing, one of the bloodiest things that you've ever seen. Now, have you had the, the, the great experience of viewing Peter Jackson's brain dead? Yes, of course. I mean, okay. that, that's one of my all time favorites. How would oh. the blood drench compare? Because it, Brain dead is is like gallons. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, it's it's on the same par. Like it's oh. that same type of thing. Like that, you know, you know, the lawnmower scene in in that is <laughs> some great cinema in that film. Like this kind of has that similar kind of blood where it just kind of like sprays out in gallons, and it's just blood everywhere, and it's completely over the top. And it's like this is the exact type of movie i needed you know right that day that i'm just like i'm in love with this movie (laughs) nice it's kind of become like i it's not on the same level as you know brain dead or dead alive depending on how you know the movie but it's still it's close to that feeling for me of like this weirdness bloody movie right 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 (laughs) oh my gosh uh, anything else been kind of like on your radar that you decided to check off? Because I, I, I went on and on about Placid and Anaconda for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me check. Uh, I mean, there were some newer ones that I did kind of check out, like a classic horror story on Netflix, which I didn't really care for. Um, uh, one, I, I have made a list from we've we've watched the what is it? In the Search of Darkness, is that what it's called? The documentary yes. series. And watching those, like I've made a little list of like some of the films I've never seen that are mentioned in those. One of them I just watched, the The Boogans, which was actually a pretty decent little eighties movie. It's a little slower paced, but I still I I enjoyed it. Like I'm glad I watched it, and I would have never known about it if it wouldn't have been for the documentary. I kept seeing and i know that i i swear i think it's part of the documentary but i more so just kept seeing it pop up and i know loy sauce from the epic film guys had brought it up before and he i I kept seeing the spookies 
and mm. I had never seen the spook- yes. Spookies before. And then I finally watched the Spookies and I'm just like, what is this beautiful train wreck? <laughs> I, it's it's on my watch list. It's on the list to be watched, whether it's during the month of October or this, because Do, it's you know what, what I've I, never seen. A lot of people have told me to see it. I would say see it. There are parts of it that are great. There are parts that are going to confuse you. And I spoke briefly about it with Jeff from Cadavercast. And I said, like, what is this? It seems like someone made two movies and just tried to, like, force them together. And he's like, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> what it is. I, I have heard it's 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 a mess. It's a bit of a mess, but it's but it's fun in a way. OK, it's a fun where you can still enjoy it and see really like the trial that, that they tried to go through to actually get it done. So definitely worth it. I would I would say uh, go for it. That one's on the list to be watched, just like uh, Demons and Demons 2. I've never seen that's on the list to watch this year. And there there are a few others like I have a list started that I'm just like, these are ones kind of like blind spots that I've, I've heard of these right. films, but I've never watched them like mm-hmm. uh, Prince of Darkness, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. I'm a big John Carpenter fan, but it's a blind spot. I've never watched it. I, I as well am a huge John Carpenter fan. I'm not. I don't know. I, people praise and rave about Prince of Darkness, and I think it's just fine. OK, I just think I just think it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I and I, I would love to hear your opinion on it. I, I'm not saying anything is wrong with it. I, I just don't think like I'm wowed. I think I also expected something more, but that's just me. That that's kind of what I'm afraid of is I'm going to go in like, you know, I love Halloween. I love the fog, the thing, you know, even like his big trouble in little China. And I'm going to go in with like John Carpenter in my mind and watch this and go, oh, okay. That's my fear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I I think we should get into some of the stuff that we each have seen uh, respectively on our uh, on our film list. And guys, uh, I will also put not only my link to my letterbox, but I'll put Brad's as well in the show notes so you can check out what we've all been watching. Before we jump into to that, I know which film particularly we're going to jump into. There's one I watched the other day that stars... Well, it has William Shatner on the cover. It's called The Devil's Revenge. You can yes. you watch it on Tubi. And that's you. the whole reason I saw this poster. And, I, and it has William Shatner with a shotgun with like a devil behind him and everything. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be awful. I have to watch this movie. And I watched the movie and it it, it is awful. <laughs> the only bright spot of the film is the few scenes <laughs> that Shatner is in. And I'm like, well, you hooked me with that. And at least you gave me a little bit of this. The the previous scavenger hunt before the squeak wool right now was one of the films was, I believe, uh, the, the category was a film that was made for less than a million dollars. And I watched Shatner in The Land of the Spiders. OK, that sounds. Uh... And you can find it on YouTube for free. It's. It's so campy and and kind of corny with how uh, th- they put it together. And, and of course, it's just it's Shatner acting. And of course, like no one can do like a good Shatner impersonation without doing all the pauses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With his voice. 
<laughs> but it's, it's kind of funny because, I mean, it's just a town being overrun by spiders. That's all it is. It's a town completely being overrun by spiders and they're trying to be safe and, you know, so, get out of there. I think it's it's like a precursor to like eight legged freaks. OK, essentially. OK, I love but eight-legged eight, freaks, but, but eight legged freaks has, you know, just mm, it's just beautiful with it. Spiders and uh, Shatner. I mean, that sounds like Shatner. What? What more? It do sounds you want? like it could be a good combination. So I, I may have to add this to the list. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, okay. So quick little bites about things that we have also seen, you know, respectively together. Uh, Nicholas Cage's Pig. Uh, great uh, movie. Fantastic movie. I thought it was so good. So good. So much heart. One and of his it, best roles I think I've seen. It's seen in a long time. Maybe, you know, it might be one of his best, like, acting performances he's ever done. Like he, And it's not, people are going to think, oh, great, an, another Nicolas Cage movie because of, you which, know, what you get right now. to be now. fair, right, which to <laughs> be fair, yeah, that's, that's kind of what's happening. But you get so much honesty from him yeah. in this movie. And I think and, and even with a lot of honesty that come from uh, that, that comes from a lot of his his actions and his in his blocking without speaking any words. And you can watch the care and also like the torment of his yeah. own little character. And it's just it's so good, guys. I cannot recommend enough. And Pig, at least as of the time of this recording, it's still on, you know, prime video for rental. Even for cheap, not twenty dollars like normally the in the theater things are. This is like six bucks. Yeah, and very much worth it. A hundred percent worth it. Hundred percent worth it. It's a it's a really really good movie. And the, I think it's a first time director too. And his, is it really? I believe so. I, you know, don't don't tie me to that. I could be wrong, but I mean, just the visuals that he puts in this too. It, it's mm-hmm. like beautifully shot. Oh, so, so good. So we also have uh, we have HBO Max giving us Suicide Squad, which I'll tell you right now. Give me more weasel. (laughs) (laughs) All I want is more weasel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd be on board for that. I mean, just even in the trailer, it's all like, what? You sat me next to a werewolf. It's like, care, calm down, calm down. He's harmless. Well, he's not harmless. He he killed twenty seven children. And you're like, <laughs> what? Yes, the Suicide Squad from James Gunn, his first film mm. in the DCEU. He moved over to DC after he got uh, he got canceled for Di- at Disney for a little bit. Went to DC and then uh, right. Then Disney is like, oh wait, 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 wait. Wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need you back. We're we're sorry. Yeah. But this this was I had so much fun with this movie. Oh yeah. I thought it was a hoot. I thought it was uh very kind of like reminiscent of like Deadpool 2. Yes. Uh at least for at least for the introduction that we're getting where hey, let's meet a lot of people. What happened to the people? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it, and it is very much a hard R. So if you oh, yeah. have kids and you're like, oh, it's a comic book movie, 
it, it's it's pretty it's pretty hard so it's yeah it's it's it's, it's it is definitely a comic book film but there is there is violence out the wazoo yes so if anybody has not seen it and they're a little bit trepidatious about mm, maybe i'll let the kids watch it I don't know. Maybe question some life choices. Uh, I would I would maybe think about exactly like what your kids could handle. It's not anything like it's it's there, there's nothing explicitly like again, there's nothing explicitly sexual. So that shouldn't be a concern there. I personally can't remember if like language is like over the top. Uh, but if it's if it's going to be purely like. Ooh, that guy lost a face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, wait, that is, guy this... lost a head. <laughs> and there's a lot of blood. There's a lot <laughs> of blood. It, it is one of those, you know, I have a nine and ten year old. I would not let them watch it. But that's my personal um, choice. <laughs> right. But I think it's a definite watch for anybody who uh, really, I think, would enjoy comic book films. Or even just wants like a good, you know, action movie. But if you are going to be like a diehard Margot Robbie fan playing Harley Quinn, you'll enjoy her in this film. Oh, absolutely. She's not she's she's not a focus, but they give her enough screen time where it could almost feel like maybe it could be somewhat of a focus. But I think that's also kind of like playing to the audience. And if you did, because if why you wouldn't you a big fan of the first Suicide Squad, the David Ayers one? And you're like, well, I don't know if I want to watch this one. It's a completely different film. Even mm. even the Rick Flag character in this movie has so much more to him than he did in the first film. He, it's still Rick Flag, but what are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just think Sylvester Stallone voicing King Shark. Absolutely hilarious. Yes. Just so, so good. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised with John Cena as Peacemaker. I, I'm looking forward to the Peacemaker series that's coming out. I, I think he right? and it's all, I, I heard it already wrapped up. I heard it's already like done. But I'm looking forward when it gets released. So, yeah, it, it, Which, I think it's pretty good. And here's going to be like just a slight spoiler for anybody. So spoiler, 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 <laughs> spoiler. For the after credit scene, I think that that's what is alluding to the TV show. Yes. Okay. That's what that's what I can only yep. assume. Yep. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> not really, not really giving anything away, but I think it kind of gives something away if you're not done yet. Uh, and James Gunn, you can you can do more of this anytime. Like, oh, 100%. they just kind of they just kind of dropped the keys in his hands and said, "Go ahead and do whatever you want." Like mm -hmm. he, you could tell he just, he had fun with this film and he went, you know, dug back to his trauma days and was like, you know, what kind of crazy cr stuff can I could put in this film? Uh, Get away with it. <laughs> well, Brad, I think we've, uh, I think we've come to the moment <laughs> where we can, we need to pull the rabbit out of the hat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there there was a movie that came out in 2011 by Carl Lindenberg. Lindbergh? Lindenberg? Let me get his let me get his actual name. Lindbergh. I said Lindenberg. Okay, Carl Lindbergh, 2011 created a slasher film called Bunny Man. Now, I have seen Bunny Man advertised a few times, I think on Tubi. And I just kind of passed it by because it looks 
like a cover of an indie f- horror film that I would just go like, okay, let's you continue. Know yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. He's it's a it's a bloodied up, dirtied bunny suit, ho- wielding a chainsaw. Now, part of me sits there and goes, continue. <laughs> I would like to know more, but then I'm thinking like I can find something better. And I found this and then I was like, let's let's see what this is. Then I found out that it had two more sequels and I'm like, OK, well, I have to know. I literally have to go down this rabbit hole. I need to see what this is all about. And then I find that the 2011 version had a revamp with 2019's Bunny Man, the Grindhouse edition. Yes. They, now, they shot some new scenes, recut it together, and grindhoused it, it. I guess you could. It's it's like fifty percent new footage, and part of me wants to go back and like look at the original film to see what's different. Yeah. But I, I get the sneaking suspicion that this is better, and I'm I'm hoping. Just I, well, yeah, I could. <laughs> well, I mean, I could only assume that if they went back and like completely re-edited fifty percent of the actual material, one, my curiosity goes, what was taken out mm-hmm. that isn't already, you know, there for the plot, right? But also, if you're going back and you're like redoing bits and pieces of a movie, what a better chance for you to go back and go like, I didn't really like this. Let's fix this real quick. Yeah. Let's actually take this out. Let's substitute this in. Like, oh, the volume is kind of low here. Can we can we, you know, hype that up? And so I, I think I think this has to be the better version. And that's what so, I would think. I, I would think that this is more of what I would hope more of what he wanted to present in the first place and maybe budgetary reasons he couldn't. Oh, yeah. So directed by Carl Lindbergh, written by Carl Lindbergh and Bunny Man himself is Carl Lindbergh. Yes. <laughs> And so, I mean, you have this basic plot, guys, where you have dim-witted teens traveling and it's in the late 70s and they're being terrorized by a man in a big truck whom they soon realize, like, is in a full bunny suit that's dirtied and a little bit bloody. So you're getting feels of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, maybe a little bit of Jeepers Creepers. And even with the grindhouse feel, you're getting the burnout on the on the film. You're getting like some of the actual like, you know, cliche kind of soundtrack noises that are just like slipped right in there. But I think to put it. Right out there, and it's something I I use this phrase quite a bit, this movie is fucking bonkers. (laughs) You can say that, yes, like there are moments of this film that I was like. I love what they're doing with this. And yeah. then there are moments where I'm like, okay, this is kind of dragging along. Let's get going. This is bad. And it, it kind of, it just goes up and down so much throughout the film. Yeah. And and there's always going to be moments with any type of slasher oh, film where yeah. like, you'll, you'll look at the screen and just go like, why are you doing this? Don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Which to me is an automatic win in my book because if you are an audience member like yelling at your TV knowing what they should be doing like one you've you're already invested it's kind of like when i used to work at blockbuster and they would say like why didn't you sell them a membership you didn't ask them if they wanted any popcorn or candy like that's not a sale you failed at the sale and i'm like first off they came in the store that's half the business yeah they already they already came in and they walked out with a movie 
They, that's like an eight. That's like an eight out of ten already done. <laughs> they left with something, whether right, they, they bought it or something. rented it. So right. In that kind of our business model, is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this movie is just—it's—it's it's pure crazy. You have almost like the same type of—I don't know—like horror movie logic, where clearly Jason Voorhees is not a fast killer. Neither is Michael Myers. No. They can walk as slow as they want, and they will catch up to you. Like it's like they have teleportation powers somehow. Bunny Man has the same has kind the same of thing. thing, yeah. And it's more to the point of like it's not even like they're I, they're trapped at like a campsite, right? Or they're trapped in a house with Michael Myers. They're out in the like the wilderness. So like, how the hell is he? Is he like in the wilderness and stretches of road? How is he finding them? So it it, it brings up just a lot of stuff. I saw, I found out that they filmed this movie in Idlewild, California. And if anybody listens back to our Great Outdoors episode, I spoke of Idlewild where I went with a kid as a kid and uh, that's where we camped all the time as a kid. So that was kind of fun to like so read you, up on you, on the trip. Bunny Man could have found you at any moment and you would you didn't know. Don't do that, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that where my raccoons went? <laughs> Did Bunny Man get them? <laughs> but you, like you said, there there are two sequels after this. Bunny- there are two sequels. What you have it? Bunny. So you have Bunny Man Massacre, yes. which came out in 2014. And you have Bunny Man Vengeance, which came out in 2017. Um, I finished Bunny Man 2. It does continue right after uh, Bunny Man. And I have not gotten to Bunny Man Vengeance yet. I, I find it interesting that in the Grindhouse uh, movie, they actually show you like footage that of, is of the second in, one. Bu- yeah. of, of, of the second one, they're all like coming soon. Yeah. It's like the, it's their they do like the faux trailer. If, if anybody watched, say, you know, the Grindhouse movie, Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, they had the fake previews and like that same grittiness, griminess to it, it this movie they went back and did that same thing too like they put right. fake trailers in there they put a little fake intermission for a minute in the middle and, uh, they, and did all that the fake the <laughs> fake intermission was hilarious the random stock footage was great because it didn't it wasn't really like applicable to anything in the film that made me laugh so hard I, when they were like the nature scenes <laughs> the nature scenes was so great the scene that like and I and that's what I typed in the chat to you and I knew you were the only one who's going to get it where they're ta- they're standing around talking, but it's clearly dubbed voices saying, yes. man, too bad. We're just young, dumb teens in the 70s and we don't have cell phones to call people. And, and, it, and it's people clearly with a uh, who don't like a French or European yeah, accent. As the well. English isn't their first language, so they have a really <laughs> heavy, heavy accent yes. dubbing over these American actors. Like, why that's even part of it, I don't know, but I'm so thankful it happened because it's just so random. It's so random. Oh, but it was it's it's a great it's a great watch, but you you got to full well go into it expecting like it's going to be trash. Yeah, it's it's overall it's not a good movie. Like, <laughs> no. It's not a good movie, but 
it was entertaining and i like i told you i'm like i'm not mad that i watched it no definitely not mad that i watched it now the only other thing that i am kind of mad about and i think also like you soon made us made us aware of it so it's like a three dollar rental for the 2019 grindhouse version and i was like hey totally worth it let's get this going and then you typed in you're like uh, the Grindhouse version is on Plex for free. And I'm like, no! Yeah, I. <laughs> no, it's not! And I had already paid the $3 too and watched it all the way right. through and went, oh, oh well. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I, and then I found more, I found that like people have done uh, watch parties on YouTube. It's on there as well. Oh, well. So <laughs> that's okay. They got $3 from us. They made, there you, uh, go. you know, a, a little bit of money. I, I, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, guys, if you want to go like support like indie horror movie, movie makers, Go spend your $3 on Amazon Prime. You can get the rental. Watch it. I think it's technically worth it because it's it's just one of those things you're all like, hey, what movies have you seen lately? Oh, I've seen a movie. Sit down. We got to talk. <laughs> 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 or you can go find them on Plex and uh, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and if you well, like bad horror, I say If you it. like bad horror. If you are a fan of things like rubber, um rubber might be i don't know rubber even is i think is better than this i was gonna mention think, like killer donuts but killer donuts is far better than than bunny man which i is on my list because you you suggested i check it out so i'm gonna killer have to donuts killer sofa in. is even better than this killer killer sofa eh, I, i'd almost put killer sofa up with this neck and neck, yeah would you yeah okay i mean killer sofa was i, I still yet to see thing. uh Killer Pinata. I still yet to see that. <laughs> I, I know that's one that keeps getting pushed. Oh, uh, but guys, I, yeah, go out, support some indie horror makers, support some trash horror. Uh, this is this is the bottom of the barrel, like B B rate horror, as they would say. And but I have I have a lot to watch. I love indie B like yeah bad horror because i have a lot of respect for what they do they were like right you know we're scrounging for every penny that we can get to try to just have fun and make something that we want to make yeah and i don't think i don't think they step away from the fact to even try and make it seem like this is not what we intended this is clearly what they intended oh yeah yeah there there is many (laughs) where it's like we just want to make a bad movie and right those you can see and then you know we'll go watch these movies that are made for five ten fifteen million dollars and like i think i i judge those differently going okay you got millions and millions of dollars and now now you're trying to give me this whereas someone who has you know what i pulled together 10 grand so i could make this film yeah it's not gonna be good but yeah, I, I think certain even films kind of like I was saying with like the Anaconda sequels, like one has freaking David Hasselhoff as a character in the movie. I think I paid more attention to Bunny Man Grindhouse Edition than that version of Anaconda. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, one clearly had money. One did what it did <laughs> and did what it could. Yeah, exactly. And I, I and again, you're right. I think there there is to a point where you have to give some type of respect to the film itself and to the effort that went into it. Absolutely. And I, I think sometimes because, I mean, I, I get a lot of flack because of the type of films I tend to like more than others. That You know, Julio always gives me props for staying on brand because I 
<laughs> I love bad movies, but I, I think sometimes I grade on a curve because I, I just like, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I too had generous. fun with it. So, <laughs> right. Was I entertained right. for 90 minutes? Yes, I was. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cer- certain things, if you're entertained and you can actually respect what they're doing, yeah, you can be generous with the score. You can grade on a curve. Things for me like Ginger Dead Man, I 100% enjoy. Have you ever seen Ginger Dead Man? No, I have not. Oh, Brad. <laughs> Looks like Come I have another to add to that that list. I mean, you I'm can, only you can watch it. You can watch it for, you know, hashtag 100 Days of Horror. You could do that. I, I'm or only 24. Cr- I'm only 24 movies in. So, you know, I have I still have a lot that I can add. You could do it or you could wait for the Christmas season, which is usually when I try to okay, watch it. OK. Um, yeah. Ginger Dead Man is one of those. um I can't think of the company that puts it out, but it's like the same company that puts out um, like the Puppet Master movies. Oh, a uh, full moon. Yeah. Full moon Productions. Okay. That's it. Yeah. It's full moon productions. You, and that's you had me where, right there. I was. Oh, yeah. I was in the, you know, 90s. I was a huge full moon fan. Like anytime a new Puppet Master came out, I had to run to the video store and be like, did you get a copy in? I need to rent. It's this. my fa- It's my favorite horror franchise. Doll Man and Doll Man, demonic toys. Like I love Full Moon's movies. I never really got into like the Evil Bong. No, I I, films. I think I kind of dropped off around that time. And they had they had a vampire franchise too. I forgot what it was called. I can picture the cover in my mind, but I I don't remember Mm -hmm. what it was called. But it was like a a vampire. I think they made like three or four of them. I'm after that. Okay. Oh yeah. I'll have to give that a view. And that's a good thing, I think, about streaming services like Tubi, where they have like their own full moon channel. Like they they put them all out there for you. They're all like, oh, do you want, you know, like good semi good quality B grade horror films? We have totally got you covered. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I love that type of stuff. Yeah. You just need that in your life. You got to have fun. hundred percent. You need to enjoy what you're watching. Oh, well, we are going to wrap this up. Brett, Brett, thank you for joining. This was this was fun. Thank you for stepping in and being the first unofficial official guest. Thank you for for having me. I I had a blast. This was, again, as I always usually say, uh, a hoot and a half. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Oh, guys, uh, as for reading, I'm still kind of like making my way through uh, Dune and uh, a little bit of the Dresden Files. Brad, are you are you reading anything? I I'm I'm not much of a reader. I'm more of a movie watcher. Um, so yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> Don't worry, that's fine. <laughs> However, guys, uh, as for gaming, um, I know that uh, I've been making my way through some Gauntlet on my PlayStation Four. I also recently today actually tried the Friday the Thirteenth game, and uh, you know what? It's it's okay. It's hard. Yeah. It's actually kinda, yeah. It is kind of hard. It, it's a hard game to play. Um, but if you guys want to follow Brad over on Twitch, he has Sundays in the basement with Old Man Brad. Yes, and I, last week was my first one where I started. I've never played a Fallout game before ever, and you talked I, me I into it. I convinced him. I convinced <laughs> him, folks, to play Fallout New Vegas, and I. 
I think I was like one of like three people who were watching, but no one you know else what? was commenting. That's I was okay. giving you all these all these little like <laughs> hints and clues. But it was it was a hoot to watch you. I cannot wait to watch you tomorrow do it. And, and I, uh, I am terrible at shooting in a first person shooter. That's what uh, <laughs> anyone who comes in and watches will see. And yeah, I mean, I had a blast. I did discover a, a new game I played with some friends last night. It's called Project Winter. And if anyone plays Among Us. It is very similar okay. to an Among Us type of game, but it's in a 3D world. You are a survivor in kind of like Antarctica type of area, and so everyone's survivors, then one person is the traitor trying to sabotage anything that you're trying to do as you, you go mm. along. It's, it was pretty fun. Okay, then. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Make sure that you are catching up with us next week when our tragedy episode comes out. Nathan has picked a tragedy for us. It's uh, it's a bit of a downer, but it's a good story to be told. And then after that, in two weeks from that point in time, I'm bringing you guys a screwball comedy, which I'm super excited about, something that I loved uh, watching growing up. It's great. But more importantly, guys, if you have some suggestions, recommendations, things for myself Nathan, Jack, hell, even Brad. I'll, I'll, I'll give Brad the message. Uh, anything for us yeah. to watch, play, read, please give us a call on the Tooch line, 661-376-0030. Call the Tooch line, reach out, Tooch Face. We would love to hear from you. If you want to hit us up on Facebook or Instagram, just search for The Real Feels Podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Real Feels Pod or send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, you're the realist. Can Brad do it? You're the realist. I can't. Oh, and the feelist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>